This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to another episode of Tackle and Tacos. Uh, I think we got a good one this week. Um, you know, we want to. Do we tell them right away who it is? I think we. I think we wait a little bit, right? Whatever you want, Nate. Let's hold your off. Intro. You I got run this. with it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's hold off. Let's hold off. We'll uh, we'll start off by saying uh, you know thank you to uh, to the people who are are helping us out with this uh, working class bow hunter uh, podcast network. Uh, glad to be a part of that, uh, along with, uh, Kenai coolers, uh, grizzly cooler and, uh, you know, everyone else, guild tech, I think they're helping us out now. So, uh, so, you know, we, we really appreciate that. So, uh, let's, uh, let's get it on and popping. But before we do that, go ahead and make sure to check out all of our social media stuff, uh, com, tackling tacos on Instagram, Facebook, uh, you know, find us there and, and, uh, and check us out. Yeah. YouTube also. Oh, and the YouTube. This and will be the on the YouTube, of course. We're all the way this up to will be on the YouTube, three subscribers on YouTube. Thanks, Mom, so thanks, Dad. Mom, and... Mom, and Nate's mom. Yep, We're all the moms. Good there. Yep. We got three subscribers. Don't forget TT, right? <laughs> Who? TT? Auntie? Oh, yeah, TT. TT, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so let's... Let's uh let's let's bring the man let's in. I'm it. ready for this one. Let's this do is, it. Yeah. This is a good one. Yeah, this one's gonna be unique because um primarily for like, you know, it's tackling tacos, a fishing podcast, and most of it has been bass fishing, right? And it's not even that like 
we only like bass fishing. It's just what we do the most of. It's what we know the most about. So like if you had a food podcast and you knew the most about like soul food, but you still liked, um, I don't know, French cuisine, your podcast would be about soul food. It's not a diss on French cuisine, but you know what I'm saying? Like, and so for this episode, we're going to talk musky fishing. And um, Nate has just in the past couple of years become basically an expert on it. He fished a, a derby. Okay. Uh, and caught more musky than bass, I think, recently. Is that correct, Nate? Well, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a riot too, man. Those things, those things had me shaking. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to talk to the man who is. Uh, I mean, we we got to call him a pro, right? Absolutely. Like he's, like he is. Yeah, he is the epitome of of musky fishing. You know, the top notch. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, a really quick story before we bring him in. Um, a bunch of years ago, I was in Hayward, which obviously anybody who knows musky fishing knows Hayward is kind of the jam. It's kind of like, I don't know what you want to compare it to as far as other, like, like musky is just a huge thing in Hayward. And um, I was up there at Hayward Bait and Bottle, a point, 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 shout out to Hayward Bait and Bottle. It's like a, a liquor store and like a really dope bait shop at the same time. Um, and I was talking to a feller, um, a pretty big name musky guy. And I was, I don't know how we, we just got to kind of shoot in the breeze talking about stuff. And I was like, yeah, my buddy, Steve. And he was like, Steve Jonasy, like people in the musky world know this dude. Uh, he's just a, and he's just a cool cat and he's funny as crap. Uh, Nate and I used to work with him at Gander mountain where I think Steve would drink something like 11 NOS energy drinks a day, maybe 12. Is that correct? Nate, you think that's the accurate number? Well, we'll have to ask him, but I think yeah. I think we're pretty close. I think we're <laughs> we're about spot on because he he brought the energy, he brought the heat every single day. Yeah, so always, yeah. So anyway, without any further ado, a friend of Nate and mine, a new friend to my wife Lola, a musky fishing stud, and an overall just good human being. Somebody we're so pumped to have on the podcast. When we came up with the podcast, he was on a short list of like the people. I mean, I'm not making this up to make him feel better. Of like the first like 10 episodes, Steve Jonasy was right there. Like he was one of the dudes on the list we wanted on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Steve Jonasy, come on. Hey, hey. hey. And there he is. What up, Sitting dude? on his patio. <laughs> <laughs> and the router's right in there. Up yeah, close. yeah, keeping it glorious. Yeah, so really fast. I you have bet. to bust you out, dude. I have to just because it's funny. It's like an honest funny accident when we first brought steve in the way this works behind the scenes the wizard of oz the man behind the curtain uh the way this whole thing works is we always bring great our guests. Oz. yes the great oz we always bring our guests on before we hit record and we kind of walk through them like hey is there anything out of bounds you don't want to talk about or the way this works is and just kind of make sure they're good and then we check the audio check stuffing the weights and muskies yeah yeah stuffing we got weights and muskies <laughs> Um, we got wings and musky. Dude, how have we not talked about that on this podcast yet? But um, that is, yeah, that's yeah. really funny. Uh, and so when Steve first <laughs> came we in, will? he came up on the screen, and he each guest is responsible for spelling their own name, like like how it pops up. And he had it with the H instead of a J. And so we we're like Steve Honesty, like <laughs> Honesty. Who is this cat? Who is Who's this, this Honesty dude? Yeah. So Steve, thank you for doing the podcast, man. We appreciate. Uh, you. I tell you what, you absolutely, guys, and I appreciate the kind words. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've just been around it a long time and been doing it a long time. Yeah. You know, and uh, I guess some life things have happened along the way and allowed me to, to you know, start a guide service back in the 2000s in Mille Lacs yep. up in Minnesota. And, you know, 
and now here in Iowa. Yeah, that's you know, awesome. back in Iowa, and that's a long story how it all came about. Okay, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, it took a coronavirus and a divorce. <laughs> crazy, crazy things. Who the fuck? Crazy is times. Dude, we have the well, best. No, I, we have the best guests who say the funniest one-liners. Like, like Kyle said, Taco Tribe, and. Uh, Brandon Polinick said something. What did he say? Like how the elements of Mexican food are like life because they're all the same. He's got how you how you arrange them. Yeah. And then Steve just said took coronavirus and a divorce. (laughs) We have the best shirt ideas ever. (laughs) Best shirt ideas. I mean, and how that that all came about. So I got divorced. I was divorced in '04. I had an opportunity that fall to move to uh, Twin Cities and start working at Thorn Brothers. Yeah, awesome. World-renowned tackle shop. Had been buying buying gear from those guys and custom rods since the 80s. You know, when I got my first credit card, when I got to college in Iowa City, bad news. (laughs) You know, I met that sucker. What you mean? I can call them up and they'll they'll put that bring that stuff to my door. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, uh, but yeah, that's how that was. Oh, four and had the opportunity to start guide service, guided on Mille Lacs, a bunch of areas in Minnesota, Vermilion, whatnot. Um, but so the virus hits, I'm doing trade shows, totally different, you know, different industry. I'm, I'm doing quilt shows, Hmm. work for a company that manufactures (laughs) long arm quilting machines. So I literally went from, dudes wearing camo guns and fish and stuff yeah. to uh you know 62 year old ladies that are uh soon to retire or recently retired and uh have some cash to spend i bet they ate you, you about how bad they ate you so, up you know Tell and the guys that i work with hurt. yeah here's the beauty of it it was My all low key <laughs> You know, I mean, I was selling quilt machines, $30,000 quilt oh machines gosh. with computer systems and all that. That's crazy. Yeah, some of them used them for business, some yeah. didn't. But uh, so the, the virus hit, the virus hits in March, April, I get laid off. Well, April coincides, my mom in northern Wisconsin starts home hospice. Yeah, mm. yeah. So that. instead of hanging out here fishing, I basically moved up there to uh, help take care of her, da-da-da. Subsequently, she ended up passing. Mm. The following year, she was in freaking hospice for 14 months, which wow. is insane. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, yeah, talk about a tough lady. Good no, Lord. Seriously, um, So then, you know, at 54 years old, I'm like, okay. Well, my position had been eliminated that August. Okay. So, okay, what am I going to do? <laughs> now I'm 54 years old. The thought of sending out resumes yeah, or working again for somebody else was like, I will be a pauper. You know, I will be that. You ever seen uh, Jethro Tull Aqualung, the yeah. album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. got that guy on the cover? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be that guy. Okay. <laughs> you know, before I'd, I'd go do it again. So, uh, yeah, you know, had an opportunity to uh, start guiding down here. Wow. In Iowa. Yeah. Um, And it's different. It's totally different. I'm sure. A lot smaller waters for one. Yeah. You know, Um, and we've got got two seasons. We got a spring season and then a fall season Mm -hmm. because that water, like today, you know, water hit 80 degrees today. We're done. Yeah. You know, we got to lay off those fish for, you know, a couple months. Yep. 
at oh. least the end of August, they start getting back into the seventies. Yeah, tell us. I you mean, know, I know why we do that. As as I mean, I'm not a well, musky fisherman it, on your level, but tell people why do you want to really leave the musky alone when the water hits that temp? You know, their metabolism, they're they're predator. Their metabolism says they've got to eat. The water temps say they've got to eat. Uh, so they're eating. But here's the problem: when the water temps, surface temps get into the lower 80s, 80 lower 80s. Uh, there's just a lack of dissolved oxygen in that upper level, upper layer of the, the water column. So these fish bite, they build up lactic acid, then they're released into that warm water. And it's been, there's been a bunch of, of studies the last several years yeah. uh, that the delayed mortality. Yep. Yep. You know, they're finding, you know, five, six of the, of the 10 fish released are, die, are dead within you know, two, three days. Yeah. They'll swim off. And so you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you're right. Yeah. Uh, and then the delayed mortality. Ugh. Um, so we lay off, yep. you know, we go North, you know, it's a great time to go to Minnesota, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Canada, yeah. Canada, <laughs> love Canada. <laughs> yeah. Canada's dope. Oh, dude. Great times. We're in Toronto and, and, uh, end of March. We did the, the uh, Musky Odyssey, okay. which is a one-day show. Muskies Canada puts it on. Mm. And Muskies Canada is the research and in kind of a uh, Muskies Inc., a mm. club sure, in yeah. Canada. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a one-day deal. They got all these bait manufacturers and people from all over Canada. It's, oh, it was a blast. I mean, we hung out the night before, you know, waiting to get in. Yeah, That's it's crazy. just a crazy deal. Yeah, hey, tell, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Tell me Canadian, Canadians rock. Canadians are cool, <laughs> yo. Um, tell me something, Steve. So let's, <laughs> let's go backwards. Where, when, how? How did you get bit by the musky bug? And let me say this before you answer uh, the question: I have to be so careful musky fishing because, like, I'm a pretty much a tournament bass guy, like through and through at this point. <laughs> and if I allow myself to go down the musky hole, like I, it's so hard for me to come back. Like if I start targeting muskies well, and catching them, how did you get bit to where you have to like, you have to do it? Well, you know, there's, and that's a good question. I'll get, I get into that in a sec. But when I, when I meet people and they say they want to get into musky fishing and, 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 uh, I'm like, okay, I got a couple questions for you. Uh, do you, number one, do you have a bank account and do you like it? Okay. You know how musky fisherman becomes a millionaire? He starts with two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the other, the other, and this is a big one. This is kind of fishing in general. You know, do you have a significant other yeah. and do you like him or her? Yeah. Because if you do, forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The musky, the musky bug can, can really take hold. That's our fourteen-week-old uh, <laughs> Pippi Rose. Uh-oh. The, the, the new puppy, the new puppy, and the wife. Like, hey, hey, get out of here! <laughs> oh, if you saw this puppy, you guys would be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah she's a beaut. Yeah, but uh, how I got bit? You yeah, know, my family. Us. Uh, mom's family uh, vacationed in northern Wisconsin, Lang Lake County, Upper Post Lake, um, back in the 60s. You know, and then my parents got married, 66. They were going up there. My dad kind of, 
he was a city guy from Chicago. Uh, and that was it. They were from Chicago and this is Northern Wisconsin. It was kind of like a, the norm, I guess. A lot of people from Chicago vacationed up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my dad took to it. He loved it in the fishing, especially. Uh, but I remember as a kid going to the tavern with grandpa and, uh, you know, guys bringing in fish and everybody going out and ooing and on. And I'm looking at that thing. I'm like, it's like an alligator. I'm like, I got to catch one of those. <laughs> so, and that was it. Or you'd go to uh, the bait shops. And they, back then, they would put the big fish in the uh, in the coolers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, you got to see them up close and personal. And then there was a few close encounters on the water. Okay, yeah. You know, where, you know, they did this or you saw one jump or something goofy. Yeah. And yeah, I was hooked. Yeah. What's yeah. uh? What's the what's the first? You have to remember. What's the first muskie you caught? How'd you catch it? Give us some. Give us some insight. Uh, I'll tell you, the very first muskie I caught was off the dock. Whoa! It was undersized. I caught it on a Dan Gapin. Looked like a beetle spin. It had a black rubber skirt at the head. Okay. Like thick rubber. Okay. And then a beetle beetle spin tail. And you know what? My grandma put that thing in a bucket and she kept it. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> you know, I was probably, oh God, I was <laughs> six. Oh my gosh. Six, seven Whoa. off the dock. Wow. Yeah. That'll get you. Because hooked. the first, and that was, that one was probably looking back. It was, maybe 25 inches. Uh, but then, you know, I was hooked. So the first the legal, yeah, breaking the law. So good grandma. <laughs> uh, the boys in Brown calling the boys in Brown. Yeah. Uh, but the first legal that I released in Wisconsin was September 25th of 77. I love that. You know uh, seriously. Oh to yeah. The day, to the day. You, yeah. you want to hear a crazy deal? Yeah. Yes. It, it was, it wasn't big. It was 31. But I still have the five foot three inch Fenwick Lunker Stick spinning rod, Zebco Cardinal Four, and so dope. the lure seven inch yellow suet. I still have all three pieces. I love that I, so much. You got them on a yeah. suet on a thriller. <laughs> on a suet, yeah. Wow, that's and, uh, and the reason I was that throwing that awful. was because my dad caught one a year before on the same on the big one. Yeah. So, of course, you know, but this was a little five foot three inch, and this was when Fennel were make, made in the States. I mean, yeah. they were good quality back mm-hmm. then, but it was still like a little medium spinning rod. Oh, my gosh. So, that winter, winter 78 is when I got my first real musky rod, and it was a, uh, a yellow head and pal. Dad bought uh, some gear from Egon, a guy down the uh, alley, lived down the alley. Uh, so I had a red five Egon. <laughs> no kidding. A red red five thousand, and uh, yeah, and this uh, head and pal. Yeah. How big so, was your, how big was your first fish on that setup? Do you remember? You know the first fish on that setup. I'll tell you, it was the following spring, and this is crazy because we get up there and we got work to do in the spring, and back then. There was no north of Highway 10 or anything. The fishing opener was the muskie opener, was the everything opener. And it was the first weekend in May. So we get all our work done. We go to Pelican Lake store. 
which was like five miles away, get an ice cream cone. I'm begging. I'm nine years old. No, I was 10 because awesome. my birthday's in February. This was May. So I'm 10 and I'm begging grandpa for this teddy bait down the wall. And uh, he buys it for me. So I get back, I tie it up onto my rod and I'm on the dock chucking it. Well, mom and dad, they go down to the neighbor's couple houses down and I go fish off their dock. So mind you, I'm 10 years old, chucking this nine inch, uh, big wooden jerk bait. That's awesome. Fish eats it. Oh my gosh. My, I got 25 pounds trend. Drag is locked down. <laughs> so I'm at the end of the dock fighting this fish toe to toe. And it was a bigger fish. I, you know, it was in the forties for sure. Yeah. Here's the kicker. The bag, the fish has the back of the bait, the back screw eye of the bait comes out. Fish is gone. But when that rod is doubled over, that bait comes out of that fish's face and is a literally line drive right betwixt the lookers. I mean, boom, hits oh me gosh. right between the eyes. I'm 10 years old. Oh my I'm crying gosh. like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I walk up to the house. Mm. By the time I get to the front door of the house, I got a freaking golf ball oh between my, my on my forehead. Oh. Yeah. So that was the first fish on that combo, and I never got that fish. Poor little bird. <laughs> Jeez, that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Ten years yeah. old, like a fish. giant. Yeah, and a, the, the rear hook pulled out of the bait and hit me right in the face. Jeez, dude. Hey, Nate, Could have been remember, ugly. I mean, um, if that thing, that thing hits me in the eye. Oh, my gosh. You know? Yeah, you then might, they're calling me a one-eye. Yeah, you might be, yeah. you might be oh, a partner yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to be a whole different like Steve Arnesey, Steve yeah. the pirate, right? Yeah. <laughs> Steve, Steve Arnesey. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Nate, do you remember when we went fishing? You, uh, myself, and Steve. Um, yeah. We don't have to say the body of water, of course, but uh, you. Pleasant um, Creek. All right, or that. Yeah, we could just say it. <laughs> yeah, that one. Who care about that one? And uh, do you remember, Nate? Was that leave that one to the masses? Was that the first time, Nate, that you went like specifically targeting muskies? Do you remember that? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. The wow. first time I ever went targeting muskie. Yeah, and to have one like on hooked on in in like the first twenty five minutes. Yeah, it was I I distinctly remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve, Steve, what was the bait? It was like a that it was like a big plopper, big top water. That was a uh, uh, what you call it? That was a Lake X. Was uh, uh, it a Lake X? Like a cannonball uh, or whatever they're called? Yeah, I think that was might have been a uh, Doctor Evil. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I just I distinctly remember that that. That lake is a great yeah. water lake. And I'm just, and I'm just bringing it in. And I see the V come behind <laughs> it and just, just crush it. Yeah. The visual. Oh, yeah. Man, top I, water I, is awesome. I distinctly remember that every second of it. Yeah. Good times for sure. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, and you had him on for like 2.9 seconds, but it was like a very, like, oh my gosh, 2.9 seconds. Yeah, it was that was it was super dope. I I, <laughs> I remember every I remember every second of that. Yeah, heck that's yeah. so sweet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Good time. Yeah. All right. So, Steve, give us give us some advice. Lola needs to boat a good muskie. We live in northern Wisconsin. 
what lake do we go to? Not now. Well, maybe now. Water water temps here are in like the low to mid seventies right now. Give us give us some uh, Steve Jonasy juice. Uh, mm. Is he allowed to do I that? I mean, up up. <laughs> yeah, I think up so. Up by you guys. Up by you guys. I mean, top water is king. Yeah. I mean, you've got the river systems and, uh, and those reservoirs. Uh, Post spawn for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, I haven't fished up, up that way in so long, you know, I've got to, you you know, debated hard, you know, debated hard on Northern Wisconsin. Um, I don't know, you know, we've, uh, Carrie and I have been doing some talking about, uh, uh, the future, you know, in summers. I mean, she's a teacher. She's going to be retiring in a year. Okay. She's got summers off. Uh, maybe going north, doing yeah. something north. Uh, the ideal, honestly. And I was thinking about putting something out on Facebook. Getting a gig at a Canadian lodge yeah. for a couple wow, months yeah, during cool. so sick during the busy season. Yeah. And I'll bring yeah. business too. Yeah, I'll bring plenty of business and promote and all that. Are you? But uh, to be doing it up there, oh my goodness! Are you a Lake of the Woods guy? You know, Lake of the Woods was my happy place for yeah. 25 years. You know, we went up, we probably had a streak of 20 years in a row. Um, that lake is incredible. And I tell people yeah. that's another one. The people that are just getting into it, yeah. um, go to Lake of the Woods. And they're like, why Lake of the Woods? I'm like, hey, you got a chance for a monster. Yeah. There's tons of 50 inches. I got my first 50 there. Wow. But there's so many fish that you get opportunities. Yeah. You get opportunity to practice figure eights. You get mm-hmm. opportunity to practice working different baits because they'll eat anything up there. Yeah, gosh. You know, it could be topwater, bucktail. I mean, the six-inch reef hog, which nobody throws anymore, that was one of my favorites up there. Okay. You know, suix, uh, yeah. topwater, you name it. Um, but that's the thing, you know, opportunity to practice. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you know, and guidance, you know, that's one of the things, and it's going to be probably in some form or fashion uh, a topic for the, uh, or at least some portion of seminars next winter, uh, is mechanics. Sure. The, the mechanics of handling the rod and reel. That's Heck it. Yeah. You, you got to be able to cast it. You got to be able to retrieve it. You got to be able to set the hook and reel when a fish eats it. Yeah, you know, and there's you know, uh, you know, musky fishing. We talk about figure eights all the time. Yeah, there's the figure eight, but there's also the boat side stuff, yeah. which precedes the figure eight. I want to get that. I don't want to start doing eights. I want to get that fish to eat. Trigger that fish to eat before that. Yeah, yeah. I remember as a yeah. kid fishing musky in Hayward, and I, I would do the cardinal sin. I can't tell you how many times on um, whether it was a bucktail or um, like a big topwater, you know, whatever. Um, one of my favorite uh, topwater musky baits is I can't remember the name of it. It's like the Psycho Sister, Twisted Sister, but it's kind of like that. Oh, sure. The one that Nate was using. But one thing that I right. would do wrong all the time, and it took so long, and I, th- I think 
I don't know if somebody told me if I read it or whatever. And now I like, I never honestly really, I rarely ever screw it up and it works for bass fishing even. Um, but is when a fish is trailing behind your lure, I would always stop it because I'm in my head. I'm like, I need to make it easy for them. And it never worked. Like, okay, here it is. You got it. Like slow it it. down. And then somebody, again, I don't know if I heard it or I read it, but somebody's like in nature, a, a small fish exactly, by a giant fish you would not it. stop. It would speed up. It would zigzag. It's it unnatural. Yeah. I'm out. And I remember the first time yeah. I did it on a um on a double. Something's wrong. Yep, a double. Uh, I can't remember what size blade. Uh, cowgirl. It was a um uh it was like a brass colored cowgirl. Uh, and I had one follow, and I went and just really cranked down. That thing's gills flared, and 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 I was like, oh my gosh, that actually works. You know, like really oh, speeding yeah, it up, like, you know, 15 feet away from the boat before you're getting ready to kind of do boat side stuff and figure eight stuff. I just really crank down on it and just, I'm like, oh my God, it worked. And then, you know, and the sooner you can see a fish, yeah, you know, the, the sooner you can engage them. Sure. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Gosh, that's freaking fun, man. Um, let me, let me ask oh, you yeah. a specific question, uh, Steve. Um, if you use the Google machine um, and Google Steve Jonasy Muskie, there is a photo that comes up of a sort of, and this is not a diss or like an insult whatsoever. Please know that. But, <laughs> but of a pretty large fella. He's got like bright red pants on um, and he's holding a fish that looks to be 900 inches and weigh a thousand pounds. Yeah. I know uh, you, I'm going to, I'm going to put that on the video podcast here, but that I know you guided him to. And I think the story was that you guided it. And that was on Mille Lacs, I think, I think you guided right. him to that fish on a lure you made, right? Like by hand. Can, right. can you tell us that story? Give us the specs on the fish. You that know, thing is a we freak. were, well, that was, uh, well, the bait, what we were doing at the time, this was in October, October 6th of 06. It was okay. night of the full moon. Um, but what we were doing at the time, the Cisco would come up at night, you know, muskie are chasing the Cisco up on the rocks, up on the reefs, and we're throwing different baits and bucktails. And I wanted something that I could throw up there that I could work slower. You know, so the, uh, the best material I found was star flash silicone. And I made this thing jointed with three hooks. Two double ten blades, um, but with four, I think four or six, uh, star flash silicone skirts. And the spacers, I used hollow beads for everything. Okay. And I put like an eighth, an- I eighth ounce or quarter ounce uh, egg sinker in the ass just to make it go that way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was it. So it was not buoyant, but it was. You know, you can work it slower and not down in the rocks. Um, but that day had uh, Jody Doms and his buddy Derek, and we fished all day. And it was a classic musky day. I mean, it was overcast, misty here and there. Uh, we fished all day. We didn't see a fish, which mm-hmm. was really kind of odd. So it's 7 o'clock. We start working this reef on the south end of the lake, and it's dark. Saying, by that time that point. yeah like dark dark right and uh, and we fished after dark a lot on Malax back then uh, but i'm on the tiller because we kind of had a south wind so i'm on the tiller those two guys are up front casting 
And I'm looking at my GPS as I'm working down. And that was another thing. I ran a six Ranger 620 tiller. And with that tiller engine, I could work, you know, a piece of structure at a creek. You know, or guys with tiller or with console boats using the electric. I mean, they're in and out. They couldn't hold in the wind. Uh, so basically, I'm looking at my GPS. I'm saying we're just about to the end. Uh, and I see, uh, Jody's rod low and I knew it was fish cause we were basically at the end of the reef. Mm. There was nothing to get snagged on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got the fish up to the boat. Uh, it went around behind the boat, came around right in the net. And he, I remember him saying, do you think it's 50? And I said, oh yeah, that's 50. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, it was so. just super wide across the back. Yeah. So, uh, go to get the bait out of the fish's face and I turn it on its side and I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> this thing is like a foot and a half deep. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. So I didn't have a girth tape in the boat at the time. So we had put it on the board, on the bump board, and it was 54 inches long. Okay. Like, holy ball. Yeah. So didn't have the girth tape, so I cut line. Oh, smart. Cut line, put it around, and then I'll lay the line. Huh. I had to cut line twice because the first time it wasn't long enough. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I wish I still had that yeah. line, too. Yeah, what a cool problem. Uh, but, yeah, put that thing around that, that fish's belly and then put it on the bump board. It was 30 inches. Oh my god! Yeah, it just was thirty ridiculous. inches around. Thirty inches around, oh fifty-four god. inches long. So, you know, I had on my website. I mean, muskies are hundred percent catch and release. There is no if ands or buts. Yeah, you can keep it. You put a saddle on it and ride it in. Good luck. <laughs> you know, but we ain't keeping it in this boat. Yeah. So, uh, my girlfriend at the time. She met us. We were close to semi close to shore. Okay. We had drifted in there. She brought a scale. It was an old city, uh, rusty spring scale from a resort there. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It bounced between 52 and 54 pounds. Oh my God. State record was 54, you know, and formula put it between 58 and 61. I was going to say, yeah, there's no way it's, it's the yeah. 60. Holy crap. So, you know, and literally, I mean, that fish was strong. It wasn't hooked bad. It wasn't out, you know, the water for a bunch of pictures or anything. Yeah. Uh, got it back in the water. Uh, and literally, I stepped out of the boat into the water and walked with that fish out. Yeah. And just watched no. Watched her swim away. Did you cry at all? Yes. No, but boy, that was an interesting <laughs> night. Yeah. Put it this way. I slept in the back of my Suburban that night. Okay. And I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jeez, dude. So, I mean, yeah, it's a rusty awesome. scale. You got to think it's more than 54 or whatever it, it went to. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, and some of the, I've got a replica of it downstairs. Oh, do you Rick really? Lax did the replica. Oh, yeah, the best. Um, uh, yeah, it's the only replica I have. Yeah, uh, yeah came into the, the uh, Minnesota show the following year, and we'd been friends and whatnot, been fishing. And I walk into my booth, and here's this replica. And he says, happy birthday, man. Oh, whoa. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
once a week. <laughs> so yeah, that's the only replica I have. Wow, that's uh, awesome. But yeah, what a what a night that was. That fish, uh, you know, it was just it was a mutant fish. Yeah, and the uh, in Malax there was or there is the Leech Lake strain. Mm-hmm, yep. And then there's the Wisconsin strain that they stocked back in the early 70s, 72. Yeah. And they're what we call the brown fish. They're thicker. Mm -hmm. They're noticeably totally different looking than leechers. Yeah. You know, and the state record and some of these other leech lake fish, big bellies. I mean, I know a buddy that kept one. It was upper 40s. uh, Thing died on him. So he took it. He's, they're going to, you know, uh, taxidermists can make a mold and use it. So anyway, taxidermists cut it open. It had literally a five pound smallmouth in the gut. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah. A five. Imagine, imagine a 22 inch smallmouth inside a muskie's belly. Yeah. Crazy. One ornery fish. Another ornery fish. That was Malax though. You know, that, Boy, that lake back in the day was pretty nuts. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Were you going to say but something? yeah, that fish, wow. No, I, uh, I hit my I hit my camera, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just just tearing stuff up over we here. Pros. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we pros at this stuff. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, we pros. Yeah. Uh, All right. What's, uh, what's, ahead, uh, what's, your, what's your Iowa record? Oh, that's Steve? a good one. You know. I, Iowa, there, was Iowa one, there was one that was probably, it might have, I was with a buddy in his boat. He didn't have an accurate device, measuring device, but I'm going to say it was the upper 40s. Okay. I can't say it was that marked because I didn't get an accurate measurement. Um, but yeah, multiple upper 40s. Yeah, 48, 49. Yeah, breaking fifty in Iowa is tough, boys. And and I'm gonna go on a little rant here. Let's hear it. Uh, on why it's tough. Okay. You know, I go to the bow landings, I see forty inch limit, forty inch limit. Uh that's not high enough. Yeah. You know, last week I had clients all week, uh, had been fishing in area and had been raising this fish. This fish followed four times one evening and this fish was in that range upper 40s you know 40 i would say 46 to 48 but it was a 30 pounder for sure you know brought across the back beautiful fish well we're trolling by on saturday and i see somebody catch it i asked them if they need help because then it was right in that spot asked them if they need help the guy yelled at me and then said they're taking it home to eat it. <gasps> Why would he? What does he need help for? And I'm like, okay, so that fish is X number of years old. On and on and on. And this guy, he's not going to mount it. He's not going to get a replica uh, or you know put it on a wall. Oh he's going to eat it. Yeah, that's, that's travesty. Honestly, and, you know, and that's why we need. I mean, they say, oh, forty-five or. Make it 48. Yep. Make it four feet long. Yep. Make it an even number. 48 or yeah. 50. Yeah. Because we can't get fish that size 
if they're taken out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, it's just, uh, and we deal with the warmer water down here. Uh, it pissed me off. I was, I was irate. Yeah. Did you say anything? I, back? Was I, know, I know you're not afraid to, uh, you know, say I things. did, yeah. you know, and I was with <laughs> clients and I didn't go off or anything. You know, I said something to the effect of, that I'm just trying to look out for the, you know, the resource, you know, the welfare or something like the welfare of the fish. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to take it home and eat it, you know. And then he made some com- comment about going to shore. And I'm like, wow. Mm. So, and this is might piss some people off, but in Iowa, yeah, it is. It's a fact that if it walks on four legs, if it flies or it has gills and fins, it's food, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and we got to get away from that mentality. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I spent all those years in Minnesota, I used to get the outdoor news regularly. And in the, if anybody doesn't know, outdoor news is like just an outdoor newspaper, but it's a local type deal. And uh, they would have a police, the game warden or conservation blotter mm-hmm. in there. Invariably, there was people from Iowa listed in there regularly over the limit, over the limit, mm. over the limit, you know, and it's not just Iowa, it's everywhere, but we just have to, we have to be vigilant on the, uh, the education, you know, and try to work with the DNR. I'm actually working with the DNR right now. Um, we're doing a tagging study. Oh, cool. I'm putting pit tags and all these fish that we've been catching this scene this spring so far um went to went and met with them and did the training and everything and so and i'm like so i'm babying these these fish and i'm cutting hooks out of them and doing all this and then i'm pit tagging them for some freaking meat hunter to come you know kill it in the bottom of his boat yeah that's rough ah yeah yeah man yeah. you know and it's, uh, I've caught big fish before. My business depends on the fish being there, being available <laughs> for people to catch. If there's no fish, there's no big fish. I mean, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like I said, we just got to continue to try to educate and, and work with the DNR. You know, I all these signs they have at the at the boat landing, with a forty inch minimum. I want to take a freaking sharpie, and I want to scratch out the four and make it a five. Yeah, right. You know, they'll know it was me, but I don't care. <laughs> they'll know. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a charge. I'll take a charge on that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So when you're well, not musky, <laughs> when you're not musky fishing, do you fish <laughs> for other? Species, you know, or? I love, you know, this, like now Carrie and I were talking earlier, this is the time, uh, my son owns a little bait shop. I'm going to give him a shout out. Oh, yeah, Hooks that bait company, Hooks that bait company in Solon, Iowa, 1348 Bergen lane. Right. Um, Hit, it up. Hit it up. He's, uh, he's hardcore catfish yeah. guy. And catfish. this place is okay. like a cat, catfish pro shop. Oh, right on. I mean, he carries all the top brands and that. But he got me into this thing they call Dragon Okay. Uh, last year. And basically what it is, 
you know, got catfish guys for, for years. You pull up, you anchor, you sit, and you, right. you wait. Yeah. Well, what these guys do, they got these multi-bar, you know, multi-rod holders. They're using freaking planer boards. Planer oh. boards, yeah. Oh. Getting, and getting the bait out there, yeah. Threading it out, and he's got his Tarova remote, and they go, you know, half mile an hour, 0.7, 0.8, and they're covering water. And the rigs they're using, it's hilarious. Literally, it's a Zara spook without hooks that's floating. It's almost like a Lindy rig. And they're floating the bait up. And they're working 3, 5, 10, 12 feet of water, shallow water, deeper water. And they crush. Yeah, that's cool. So, you know, it's a blast. You go out there, you throw the the cast net, you get your shad. And then you go out there and, and you drag. Real fishing. So, yeah, I know but a, I love bass a... fishing. You know, I love getting on the trout streams. Okay. You know, uh, totally going stealth mode. Yeah, definitely. You know, little seven foot three weight and, you know, go John Rambo on the, the creek shorelines. I love it. Yeah, you need to come to Wisconsin, man. You need to come up here. Number one to musky fish. Mm. Number two to trout fish because, I mean, some of the – streams up here are incredible mm. legendary trout waters uh, we do have catfish up here although i don't really tangle with them much uh, we have small jaws that i don't know of any that have been eaten by muskies <laughs> but i'm sure it happens like five pounders but yeah it's it's <laughs> yeah. gotta come hang out dude i've always said smallies if smallies got to be 20 pounds i'd never fish musky again <laughs> seriously yeah. those days on black you know, I would, we book, we, it was goofy. It was long days, but you'd fish an early morning shift. I would drop clients off at noon. They could sleep, you know, get something to eat, take the afternoon off. And we'd get back together at like five okay. or six and fish till two in the morning. Yeah. So I would drop clients off. I would go get a dozen night crawlers. I had a seven and a half foot live bait walleye rod legend tournament when they first came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number four gami live bait hook. And then a uh, split shot about 18 inches above. And I would get on those reefs on those calm, sunny days. And I was literally sight fishing the 20 incher I wanted to catch. Oh my gosh. You know, and you That's could awesome. fish artificials. You could, you could go out there and you could go and fish the artificials they would spook because mm. it was so shallow and the water's clear yeah. that that split shot and that night crawler would hit they may spook as that night crawler's corkscrewing down yeah. they ate it every time mm. so when i was done when my crawlers were gone i went in and took a nap <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> there's another that was there. Laugh, the same thing. Went in, took a nap. Yeah, when my crawlers were yeah. gone, I went in and took a nap. That's good, and that was it. I'm yeah. like, I'm not going going smally fishing. I'm going smally catching. Yeah, right. yeah, because oh, um, they were so much us, fun. Help us transition, Lola. A- ask this man some taco questions. We yeah. haven't even talked about this. Tacos. Is the most oh, yeah. What are we doing? Part. What are we doing? So you know us. what I had for the first time yes, recently. Tell us what did you have? I had a fish. Fish taco. And? We were out, and Carrie got fish tacos. Way to so go, they Carrie. Was awesome. Woo. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah? Uh, what was I love it? tacos, any form or fashion. Oh, boy. Uh, it had some, some sauce. Uh-oh. I 
pussy puppy trying to get out. I know what that means. <laughs> I know what that life means. Right now, this is a real yep, life. Real life is happening. Real human beings. Puppy break. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna take her out. Can you guys still see me? <laughs> yeah, sort of. Kinda. <laughs> you can hear me. We can hear you. Uh, hear you. Yeah. It was a little bit of fried fish on okay. there. Yeah. Come on, Pippi, go potty. Pippi go potty. Pippi potty. potty. <laughs> uh, oh, diced awesome. tomatoes, a little lettuce, okay. some onion. Okay. Uh, it was great, though. Yeah. You know what I've, the older I've gotten, though, I grew up eating the tacos, the hard shells, yeah. uh, some soft shells. I'm a taco salad guy now. I love taco salad. Just had a taco yeah. salad. Yes, I just had one. We'll I make them. I'll throw the the better uh, greens down, yep. diced tomatoes, some onions. Uh, you know what's really good in there is the refried beans. Oh, I love me some refried beans. Oh yeah, very very underrated. Yes, mm. for sure. <laughs> tacos. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be a new one. That'd be a new one for me. Refried beans in the taco salad. I don't oh. think I've oh, gone yeah. that route. Oh before. yeah, you can't go wrong. Oh. Okay, here's oh. the taco salad my mom used to make when I was a kid. She would, it would be regular iceberg lettuce. Okay. She would chop up onions, yeah. tomatoes in there, the base of the top of the salad. And she put kidney beans in there. But the huh. base of the salad was Italian dressing. Wow. In, in the top. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm. Was it tasty though? It was tasty. Okay. And she used the actual Doritos taco flavored chips okay yeah and you could only use them fresh because obviously the next day taco chips no gouda no Mm -hmm. not in that not in that brine (laughs) but uh (laughs) yeah that was that was awesome yeah dude there's this there's this show on netflix we started watching called taco chronicles and like part of what is so dope about that show because it's sort of like a real cooking show but just specifically about tacos like what what do we watch the other night (laughs) Birria tacos, yeah, yeah like a, re- a whole episode about birria tacos and whatever, and it's all and, in Spanish. Yeah, it's all in Spanish, so it's all subtitles. Oh, but I mean, cool. there are subtitles. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you, it's not well, all in did, Spanish. Yeah. How did you guys come up with the name? I mean, was it? Yeah. Uh, well, we can tell a you. love of tacos yes. and tacos. Yes, yes, there it is. Nice. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and it sounds good nice. together. Yeah, and phonetically, taco mm. and tacos. It just sounds yeah. nice together. Phonetically, I love it. Yeah, it just <laughs> it was good. the phonics. So uh, it, it was a bright idea of the spot too, you know. Don't forget about that. Yes. that was, I mean, that's still a great idea. Yeah, it we is. were gonna we were gonna start a tackle shop. Um, myself and Lola and Nate were gonna start a tackle shop called the Spot S P O T T, and the two T's were for tackle and tacos. So every day we would make one specific kind of taco to sell just to whoever, and it was just a taco shop. Huh. So we're kind of like combining our two loves, but um, right, yeah. So what I was gonna say about that show is that the dope thing about it, like birria tacos, were originally supposed to only be goat and then like the reason why they got big was because of all the stuff they put in there because when you cook goat it smells terrible and so they made up all these sauces mm. to overcome I love you know. the smell and 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 what yeah same huh. um but then like all these dudes who are cooking them were like well yeah but now we do this and now we do this and now we try this like there's not really rules to tacos yeah there are so like if your mom hmm. put italian dressing on and a kidney taco beans. salad if it tastes dope, yeah, then dope, dude. You know, like if it tasted good, then yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Huh. We, uh, me, and, me and the wife, we actually made some last week. Uh, we were watching Facebook Reels or, you know, Shiny Shoes on TikTok or something like that and ran across the Danos guy. 
you know, the Danos seasoning, pop, pop, whatever. Oh. And he, he did, he did like, it was pretty much a, a birria taco, but it was with pork and he kind of did, you know, some little variations. We actually tried it, um, made it in the, uh, in the Instapot like last week. And it, it actually turned out, turned out pretty good, uh, uh-huh. with, with like some mm. pork, with pork instead of beef or, okay. or goat or whatever, but they were pretty good. The one thing I think we put a little bit too much, uh, fresh pineapple in the, uh, okay in the brine or in the uh, consomme or whatever. Kind of sweet. It sweetened it up too much for my taste, but it was still, it was still he really good. would not love that. So, Jordan would not so love just, that. Let me yeah. just tell you this, Nate. Um, when you put the pineapple in the marinade, you had too much. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that myself. I didn't say anything. The second it touched it. it the, and you know what's crazy? It's like in the barbecue world, which Nate and I no all pizza. are all, all no, same, same, dude. no, same. I can do it. Do the sweet, salty thing. I just can't. Like I don't know. You know, I and can't I know either. Everybody does, but I, I cannot can. do it. I can. Even I like the chocolate covered pretzels, I can't do those. No, and I, I love both. Nope, I don't either. Oh, they're so <laughs> like, good. Yeah, I like, I like chocolate. I like pretzels. I don't want them together. Okay, wait. What about like a Reese's peanut butter cup? Isn't that isn't peanut butter kind of salty? And then, cho- and you know what? Am I the wrong? The only salty peanuts. I like, <laughs> Sorry. you know, uh, dry I'm go with salty you. peanuts on my uh, my ice cream with chocolate sauce. If it's a little Sunday like. Okay. That's about it. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. sweet, sweet and salt. I can't do it. Yeah, can't so, do it. All right. So let me, <laughs> let me just completely disparage a company real quick. Um, uh, hopefully you don't get sued for this, oh, but gosh. negative shout out to Caribou Coffee for like 12 years <laughs> ago. <laughs> it was a I sad got one. A, yeah, I got yeah, like a minor key yeah. shout out sound. I got a um, they, ca- uh, turtle latte. He has brought this. Hold on. In yeah. the years we've been together, he has brought this up to me like three or four times. No, it's more than that. Probably 12. Yeah, hey. it's a lot. So when dude. I lived in the Twin Cities, those bastards got me hooked on a foo-foo coffee. Okay. No, Junior, you can't go to college because daddy had to have has a $7 to have coffee every yeah. day yeah. for 20 uh, years. There goes my retirement. Yeah. So I paid yeah, exactly. for a foo-foo coffee and a spen- right. expensive foo-foo coffee. Yeah. And it's it's um like I said it was called a turtle Sunday something latte whatever and all it was was like caramel and what and it just sounded good so I'm taking drinks of this thing and I'm noticing what seems to be maggots passing <laughs> through the hole they on the top t- of the um, no of no the, of it the wasn't lid. just wait. it wasn't what they do to make it an actual like like. Like they're trying too hard. They're like those just dudes tell them who what do it like um, <laughs> LARPing, you know, like when you just go too hard to make something what it's not. So they they literally made this latte and then on top they sprinkle busted up pieces of peanuts like on peanuts. my coffee. So as it I'm drinking cute. it, little teeny pieces of peanuts are passing into my mouth. <laughs> So and I'm angry. like, who in God's name wanted to put peanuts on a coffee? And it just, it tasted, yeah. it just tasted like I'm like sucking down maggots. So like, he hasn't worked through this yet. No, I'm still, What's wrong with this? No, that, yeah, that's terrible. That just, yeah, that sounds stupid, y'all. Oh my gosh. All right, wow. Steve, what's Steve, what is the most important part of a taco besides the meat let's say because one of the dopest things about tacos yeah, of course meat, is sort of like barbecue but like the toppings kind of chicken house. okay yeah i love chicken tacos but what's the most important topping for a taco is it like salsa? salsa is it cilantro sour cream? okay sour i'm gonna cream. go two okay well cilantro's gotta be in there yes it's probably either in the chicken or in the meat yes some form or fashion one required absolute positive cheese 
cheese. Like, like queso, like li- liquidy kind of cheese? Or Liqui- like liquidy, that would be okay, but it's got to be the shredded tree cheese would be better. Okay. okay. And the white Mexican melty mm-hmm. kind of shredded cheese yes. would be yes. even better. That's it. Uh, but also, there's one in 1A. Guacamole. Hey. <laughs> Car- Carrie and I, we make our own guacamole. Absolutely love it. Do you add lime and to it? What do you put in it? Okay, okay. Kind of whatever you, you want. You know, it's a bunch of cilantro, uh, cilantro. chopped up fine red onions. Yes. Mm, garlic? Um, I put in the garlic salt. Garlic yep. salt. Yep. Uh, lime. Yep. Uh, we get, here's one of the, the tricks. We get this uh, pre-made or pre-done, uh, get it at Walmart. It's not salsa. It's, uh, what's that? Uh, pico. pico. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and we drain it, put that in and there so it, it gives oh, it some yeah, body. Yeah. 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 Mix it all in there. Yum. Oh, my goodness. Yum. That sounds so good. So good. good. Solid. I could eat that. Very yeah. solid. Yeah. Heck <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we'll have dinner. You know, and I mean, literally, we used to go out for Mexican pretty regular, almost, I want to say once a week. But if we went out, it was typically for Mexican. Yeah. We don't go out for Mexican much anymore because we make it at home. Yeah, yeah dude. Yep. I love that. There's no rules. Just do it your way. So here's no, the question. Let's exactly. backtrack. Let's backtrack. We just said, I just said, I just pledged my allegiance against the mixing of sweet and salty. Is lime juice sweet, though? Because lime no. juice on basically any taco is so dope. It's so more tart. It just I'm, gives. I'm a big fan of the lime. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, it's are you? On, I'm talking about shrimp tacos, I, steak tacos, chicken taco. You. I don't like lime. it too limey. I but, do. I think. Oh, I think it's so. But you like love, see, you love lime the, chips. I do love lime chips. Yeah. Not too much. Too much lime in a guacamole makes it too thin. Mm. Well, that's probably true. you know too yeah. much lime yeah, juice. Yeah. yeah. It's just that's such important. A nice, yeah. Yeah, because it's it's not it's like lime isn't sour like a lemon. But it's just something about it that's just so tasty. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's that? Um, what's that stuff called? My brain's turning off. Where it's basically like, um, gosh, dog it. Uh, ceviche. Oh. Have you ever had ceviche, Steve? One time. Fan, not a fan. One time. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ceviche is. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know, ceviche. There's a bunch of variations, like any kind of food or any kind of like Mexican food. Um, but generally, ceviche is some kind of seafood uncooked and then tossed with a bunch of lemon and lime juice and what happens is and then lots of like pico-y type fixings with it but what happens is the um acidity of the lemon and lime juice actually slightly sort of kind of cooks um the seafood and it adds this like barely cooked freshness you put that thing on a chip oh my really goodness. good man it's mm-hmm. so yeah we had it on like little pita chips yeah Type or tortilla type chips. I think I was out in California. Okay. For quilt yeah, first yeah. first time I ever had it, it was uh, was down in Houston and okay. uh, this little like this little spot called I think it was called Cantina? like Good and Company actually yeah. or something like yeah. that. But it was like a little little diner and it man it was amazing. Yeah, yeah it was super legit. Yeah. <laughs> I love trying new stuff too. You know, you get into that thing, you go to your favorite places, and you get the same thing every yeah. time. Yeah, it's like, nah, gotta go different places and get something different. No, uh, yeah, man. Um, what do we have? Any other taco questions? I mean, what else we have? I don't know. Do you? Oh, li- yeah. Do you like to cook? Yeah, that's a good one. I love cooking. Okay, I do. 
you know, and Carrie and I, we, we don't do it as often as we should or as often as we used to, but we get a recipe or something we want to try, whatever. We go get the stuff at Hy-Vee and, yep. you know, yeah, and cooking, doing cookies at Christmas and we oh love God. cooking together. That's okay. so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and it, it's truly in our family here, it's family affair yeah. because we got the three pups. And I mean, they're where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you know, we're all in the kitchen. It's it's cool. Alexa's keeping us uh, entertained, and yeah, good times. That's great. What were you gonna say? Um, I can't remember. Okay does your does your wife fish? Does she like you being on the boat? You know, she actually <laughs> she does. Okay. Uh, does she ever outfish you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah! Way well, to go, girl! <laughs> uh, oh yeah! Well, like like today, we uh, was out with a buddy. I didn't have any guide date. Water's getting getting warm, getting close. So we got out this morning. She came out this afternoon after her, you know, thirty-two mile bike ride. And, Way to go! Uh, oh yeah! So she's, she's nuts, awesome. Uh, okay. <clears throat> no, she teaches kickboxing. She's been a teacher for thirty-one years. Yes. Uh, yeah. Carrie is the coolest. Carrie, where are you at? She's kind of rock star. Sorry. So Brian and I are out today, and we're casting. It's Africa hot. We're yeah. melting. So we're gonna troll, and we've been catching some fish trolling. I mean, it's. He got five lines, and I mean, that night spread. So we're trolling, trolling, nothing. We didn't get a rip, and we're hitting all of my spot. Well, Carrie comes and meets us, and it's, you know, not an hour later. The rod goes, the clicker goes. This fish has taken the planer board under like a bobber, and it's going. I get the rod out of the rod holder. And Brian's looking at me, and I handed to Carrie. I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, you!" Uh, but it was it was a three footer. It wasn't oh, huge, okay. but just, it was cool. Had an That's so on great, though. But yeah, man, I was like, "Oh my god, this thing is going!" Yeah, oh, uh, I, I had to turn my head around. I'm like, "Did I take that thing out of gear? Are we <laughs> right. going forward?" Yeah, sheesh. Uh, sweet. But yeah, she. Uh, so yeah, she got a fish today. She was Good. pretty pumped. Yeah. Well, she's only been out a couple times this year. Okay. Um, but yeah, she loves it. That's dope. Yeah. yeah that's really great. For Getting sure. out with the dogs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Steve, what is something about you that people probably wouldn't expect? Uh, that they wouldn't expect. Yeah, what's something about you many people probably don't know? Uh, good Lord. <laughs> Uh, I was a walk-on linebacker at Iowa back in 1986, 87. What? For real? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was short. I was slow, but I had a nose for the ball. <laughs> that's dumb. That's I didn't so cool. Uh, that's so yeah. cool. That's what? amazing. I'm trying to think of anything, but yeah. Dude, that's that yeah, that's a good one. Nate, did you know my that? My mini, mini claim guy? to fame. As a as a diehard Hawkeye, I did know that. I've you seen did. I've seen pictures of uh wow. of Jonesy in in the Hawkeye uniform. Back in the Dude, day, Jonesy awesome. the Heck Hawkeye. Jonesy yeah. Hawkeye. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. <laughs> you know uh, 
the linebacker coach, when I walked on that spring, he went to Notre Dame to be defensive coordinator was Barry Alvarez. Oh, whoa. The graduate assistant that used to yell at me in practice every day was Bobby Stoops. Oh, Bobby Stoops. Wow, dude. Oh, yeah. Dang, I mean, Coach Coach Fry's, I mean, that coaching cradle, oh, my God. I mean, it was, they always said the coaching cradle was Miami of Ohio and and that, but, boy, Coach Fry, he put him in college. He put him into the pros. Coaches. Yeah. You know, a lot of players, too, but, boy, he put a lot of coaches in positions. Hmm. He was a great teacher. So are you a are you a Bears fan yeah. with your family from Chicago? Through and through, man. Okay, that sucks. You know, but honestly, <laughs> you know, I I've kind of I, I don't get into organized professional sports as much as I used to. I mean, yeah. I still follow my Bears, sure. you know, I but like I'm Bears. fishing on a Sunday. I'm not. I don't adjust my schedule. I mean, I tell people now, I haven't watched TV in like five six months. They're like, what? Huh. That's you awesome. watch TV? Yeah, I like that. I'm like, yeah. no. Nah. You know, I'll get on the pooter. I'll get on my phone. I, You know, I get the news where I get it. And, you know. Yeah. yeah I, I want to be present. Yep. I yeah. like that so much. Yeah, man. Are you, uh, are you, the, you know. So speaking of so football, football, you know, is usually, it's very fall-ish. Is, what's your favorite time to fish muskies? Are you, are you a big fall muskie guy? You know, I love fall. Me too. I really do. You know, and it's not because they're putting on the feed bag or anything like that. It's the change of seasons that I love. I love to postpone the springtime. Everything's greening up. You know, that's awesome, too. Uh, But to get on that lake in October and those leaves have changed. And some of those trees that you've been looking at for, you know, the seasons are now fire red. Yeah, I love that. You know, just, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's dope. I would say fall. Well, plus People ask me what my favorite out. color is. I say October. <laughs> like that. That's great. Another t-shirt. Yes. The dude's on it. Yeah. What's your favorite color? October. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you like throwing, uh, do you like throwing big bulldogs, like Magnum bullies and big rubber in fall or no? Yeah. yeah. You know, between bulldogs, Medusas. Yep. Uh, you know, and as I've gotten older, I'm not throwing that great big, big stuff anymore. Uh, Eagle Lake, you know, occasionally I'll throw a pounder here or there, sure. but I'm throwing mag dogs, regular medusas, the size, they're plenty big. Yeah. You know, they're moving enough water. Yes. It, everybody, I'll leave that. everybody always says like, oh, I love throwing like pounder bulldogs and stuff. And I'm like, well, then you probably haven't thrown them much because yeah. if you throw one all day, your arms hurt, your lower back Well, hurts. and even, it's just, even it's with the rods the rods and and stuff that we're using today i mean there's ways to cast those baits all day and take as much as possible yeah you know the strain and stress out of it we're using 10 foot rods now yeah Uh, when i'm casting those baits a lot of times i've got three feet of line out and i'm kind of swinging back and using that rod to whip it kind of a catapult so yeah yeah almost like a a cast in a way yeah um but yeah you know that time of year using rubber uh some dive and rise baits but the versatility of rubber is tough to beat no uh and and you know we we throw medusas and, and bulldogs 
but the biggest kept secret in the musky world are tubes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like big red, red October, October tubes. tubes. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Red October, Water Wolf. Uh, two great, I mean, great companies, great people. Yeah. Uh, and they both make great products. But tubes are so versatile. You can fish them top to bottom. Um, yeah. You know, you can trigger fish with them. Um, yeah. Another Good. rubber option. There's a feller up in yeah. uh, Hayward. I think he has a brother, too. I think his name is actually Steve something. Um, Steve something. Stevie Jensen. Th- Jen- Jensen, thank you. Yeah, I was yeah. talking to him one time about about uh, Red October tubes, and he said one of his favorite ways to fish rubber is to intentionally snag it in um, lettuce and, and thick weed stuff, and then on that, that pop, pop out, it out, yeah, that's when he would get hit. And he's like, most people don't yeah. want to do that all day because it's exhausting and it's frustrating and whatever. Physically, like, you will yeah. smash them doing that. You ever do that? You know, I did it on some lakes in Wisconsin. I don't do it as much here. Um, we don't have as much weed growth here. Okay. Um, but that is, without a doubt, that is a, a huge trigger. Okay. That bait popping Pop, out. Yeah. I know guys that do it with medusas. They'll right. use a mid-medusa, and they'll throw it into weeds and just rip that thing through there. And it's physically demanding. But yeah. you'll catch fish doing it. Yeah, that's dope. I don't think I've caught a muskie. For sure. Have you not caught a muskie? I don't think I've ever caught a muskie. Our 10 year old son, really? Vinny, just caught a muskie. His first muskie yeah, the other day was like this big. Nice. Yeah. yeah. He was pumped. He was so excited. And then when yeah. he let it go back in the water, and like I told him, he, we, we caught it on a square bill, I think, pre fishing for a bass tournament. And uh, when nice. we let it go back <laughs> in the water, I was telling him, I said, even though this is just a little one and it's not exactly the same, I'm like, we really want to be gentle with muskies because they're just, you know, whatever. And so he was like really, really careful, like when he let it go back nice. in the water. And then when he did, I was like, dude, smell your hands. And he's like, why? And I was like, just smell your hands. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. Like, he was so pumped <laughs> with musky smell. And I was like, oh, boy. He's like, I have musky hands yeah, and I have like, bass oh, thumb. This like, is the best. He's about to be addicted. This is not good. Sweet. We're about to be Raising them right, yeah. man. Raising them right. Yeah. yeah, we got to get that to a couple. But that is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, that smell is, yeah. It's unique. It's unique. It's, it's unmistakable. Like, it yeah, is. It's, it's like, uh, like, it's like I, yeah. that could I've be a t-shirt. Like, What's your favorite smell? Musky. What's your favorite color? October. Musky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I know guys who are just such good bow hunters and they've spent so much time in the woods. They can smell a buck coming before they see it, you know, like they're just so tuned in. Right. And there's something about it, even though it's kind of a little smell, it's it's cool. It's the same thing with musky. It's such a, it's such a strong, it's not exactly the same as Northern Pike, but, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a cool smell. It's distinct for yeah, sure. It's super distinct. It's awesome. It's fun. And I will tell you though, that that smell after a couple of days on a bump board baking in the sun, no gouda. No, thank you. Mm. No oh my God. I suppose not. Yeah. It Man. loses its charm after a couple of days of marinating. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause we, but we rinse the bump board before we put the fish on there. So we don't take any slime Swan off or anything. Sure. Yeah. But a lot of times we, we just fold it up when we're done. We forget to rinse it off, and then you open it up the next. Oh my gosh! Back, like, Whoa! Oh my yeah, gosh. get hit in the face. Yeah. Man. That's a that's no a doubt. Cool life. <laughs> Real world problems. Nate, <laughs> Nate, what's your biggest muskie? I know you caught a couple decent ones this year. Impress Steve real quick. Uh, mm, yeah, I don't know. It'd be that, that by far that one I caught this year on on Pleasant. I mean that that second one I caught was 
was an absolute giant. I, I think it was probably forty four ish. Nine, maybe, maybe a little bit bigger. It was a, it was a monster, it was a and it was. I caught a lot it. of fish that size. Out yeah. yeah, I caught it. I caught it uh, on uh, eight pound fluorocarbon on a spinning rod. I was drop shotting uh, in like seventeen foot of water. Uh, no off, kidding. Off of some trees, yeah, and I just drop it down, and I hop it a couple That's times, and I bring it back up through the trees. Drop it down again, and it just stops. Never made it to the bottom. And I'm Never like, made the it heck? to the bottom. Yeah, I'm like, what the heck? So I just start reeling up and pulling, and it just, just, I mean, just took off. And I, I legit fought that fish on that rod for every bit of 25 minutes. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it was like I said, it was like, it was I'm offshore. It. Yeah. it was offshore, and there was some timber that topped out on the lake there, and. uh it, it just kept it kept going back into the timber, and I troll I troll the boat out, pull the fish out, and it it, it pulled me back in, and the wind was blowing back into the timber too, and it just I we kept going back and forth. I don't know how I didn't break the fish off. I get it in my my drop shot hook was like closed because it was bent so bad all the way around its mouth, and that's like I think that's the only way that it stayed on. Wow, it was it was amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely epic. Very <laughs> absolutely cool. epic. I yeah, I knew you caught that you you. He took it on the fall, on the fall. Yeah, it was wow. it was the second drop. So so I, I saw I think it was like a fish crib or something on the map, and I'm working towards it, and I'm just kind of tossing this drop shot out, and I can see the the timber line um, that tops out, kind of where it was at. Yeah. It might have been like a brush line or something. I could see it, and uh, I just started tossing this drop shot out to it, and it was about 17 foot of water. And uh, the you know first first time I got it all the way down to the bottom and kind of bounced it a few times and. Uh, reel it back up and on the second drop it fell and then just went slack and I'm there's no way it's like it's on the bottom I thought it was hung up in the tree so I gave it a pull and it didn't move and I gave it another pull and it just and it just swam off it just swam off like it was just going you know going to the neighbor's house or something like so like <laughs> right. just so chill yeah just so, yeah, this, yeah, just it. so and it just, See ya. it just it just took me for a ride it, wow. it was awesome that's yeah, gonna, you'll have to you have to put a picture of it up because oh, it was sure. yeah. it was uh it was dope. Yeah, you didn't get a picture of him we, looking we all emo, did you? Like with the with the lip ring. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think I got it unhooked by the by the before I got the. <laughs> yeah, I, I, tell I, you what, I see. Uh, I see guys posting pictures of muskies with the baits in their face. Bad idea. Mm. Yeah, a bass, a jig uh, in their mouth—that's totally different. Yeah. But a big three hook bait, you know, that your buddy makes that you're yeah. trying to help him promote. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, man, that fish flops and bad things happen. Yeah, no doubt. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, but yeah, I, I caught I caught one earlier that morning. Was probably uh, that lower thirties range, and it was the first bite I had all morning. And mm. I thought that I thought that was awesome. You know, I caught it on a I think I was throwing a chatter bait. Uh, and threw it right up to shore and brought it off. You could see like where this rock shore kind of dipped off. Uh, right. And right when it right when it dipped off and got dark, that fish came right out of there and just crushed that chatterbait. Right. And and I fought that one in, got that one in, got that one in pretty pretty easily. And like I said, it was probably that lower thirties range. Uh, but I was like, man, this is awesome! Like this is right. crazy. 
And then to, to get that, to, yeah, yeah, yeah that there, yeah. exactly, yeah. Yeah, did you, and then did to get you that, think about, like, just cutting line on that second one? Because, I mean, a bass derby, it's all about efficiency and timing, and, like, I can't waste a half an hour reeling in a fish with teeth. To, oh, like, I would do it. No. Never thought of Good. it. I love didn't, that. Didn't, I'm with you. N- never crossed that my makes mind. Me like nope. you I would, yeah. yeah. I wanted that fish. Yeah. Because so you got to see it. You're yeah. like, I want to see it. Yeah. I want to, yeah. I know, so I know some bass dudes, guaranteed, who have been like, snip. When they saw that it was a ski, yeah, oh yeah, no, for no sure. way, dude. I, I would have yeah. stopped even if it was no. like the last minute. I wouldn't, no way. I would have kept no. going. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, well, Steve, let's uh, let's get close here to wrapping her up. Um, so you said yeah, you used to um, you used to guide in in Minnesota, and now you are guiding in Iowa. How can people, if they're interested in booking a spot with you, or even just finding you on <clears> social, <throat> how can they how can they track you down? You know, the best way, uh, I've got a website, uh, com, J-O-N-E-S-I. Also, Facebook, Steve Jonasy on Facebook. Uh, I was hacked last year. Uh, I lost the business page. I lost the personal page. I lost everything. Oh, Um, oh, yeah, dude, that was, I mean, 15 years or so worth of, you know, pictures and information and everything. But uh, Steve Jonasy Fishing LLC period okay. uh, on Facebook uh, or Steve Jonasy on Facebook um, message. Uh, you know the website's got all the pertinent info. Perfect. Um, but yeah, we we are booking for fall. Okay. Uh, tip the water temps. You know, get below that eighty degree mark. Mid to upper seventies, probably late August, early September. Um, so yeah, we'll be ready to go then. And you have spots like open for this coming fall, like fall of twenty three. I do. Oh, sweet. Yep, I do have. You know, and it's kind of different. You know, my the spring season, uh, the seasons for a good chunk, uh, they're closed in Minnesota and they're closed in Wisconsin. So I get a lot of dates in the spring. Sure. Not as many from out of staters in the fall. Typically, guys are fishing north. Sure. Uh, but we have great fall fishing. Okay. I mean, multiple multiple fish days. Sweet. Um, you know, and some of the fish we're catching, they're approaching those oddball malac fish from back in the days. I don't want to say length, but girth and, and body structure. Okay. Good Lord. Yeah. I yeah. mean, these fish are, are doing really, really well. That's awesome. And where about are you? I'm sure you cover more than one body of water, but where in Iowa? Are you, you know, I'm, I'm in Eastern Iowa. I'm in Cedar Rapids. Uh, so predominantly I'm fishing the lakes, you know, local. Yep. Um, yeah. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. You got anything? Yeah. Slow Good times. Uh, well, just to speak on the, the kind of the legend of, Steve Jonasy as, uh, I wouldn't go that as as the guide. I, ha- I have uh-huh. I, I, I have an awesome story. Yes. I, I think I told this Steve before. I don't know if I told you guys this or not at mm. all, but uh, uh, I told Steve a while ago. But uh, my my wife, she was a, a waitress, kind of for years and years and years. And you know how waitresses build those regulars and you know, all that stuff. So we're we're shopping. I think it was like Sam's Club or something like that, and we run into one of her regulars, he, he, you know, he stops me and starts talking to me, you know, cause we, we've talked fishing in the past and we're, uh, <laughs> and we're, uh, we're just, we're just kind of, we're, we're just kind of, you know, just, 
just BSing about fishing. And he's like, man, you know what? He's like, I just got back from this, this fishing trip up around that Cedar Rapids area. He's like, I went up there and I took a guide trip with this guy named Steve. And he just put us on all these fish on this lake. He's like, we, I think we caught five or six, five or six muskies. I think they caught some hybrids. He, he was just like going on and on and on <laughs> about this, about this That's fishing awesome. trip that, that he booked with, with this guy named Steve. And I'm like, no, oh, wait a second. That's, that, I, I know like, that guy. <laughs> that's Steve yeah. He's like, yeah, that's him. I was like, yeah, I've, I've known that guy for a while. He is an absolute animal. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's just, and it's, it's time on the water. Yeah. You know, that's it. You really can't. You know, I've been doing it. it a long time and looking at it, looking at it scientifically, looking at it differently, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I've man. never, never really been into any other. I love all outdoor activities and I'll eat anything my buddies kill. But if I have the time. Yeah. I gotta be on the water. Yeah, man. Mm. In uh, in on or near the water. Yep. Yeah. Every every it, fall. Ever ask what ask my wife. Every fall. I'm like, dude, this year I'm gonna kill my deer early so I can go out and musky fish. And then every right. year I don't kill something or I pass on a smaller buck and I'm like, dang it, I fall right. musky fishing. Yeah, I gotta get out of going, Hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanna go fall musky fish, dude. So what you're saying, Nate, then is that Steve Jonasy guarantees five or six muskies a day on every trip. <laughs> I, I mean I think that's it's that's gotta be that way, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Oh yeah, for now. sure. Yeah, yeah. People are like, wait a minute, we only yeah. caught three. Wait a second. Yeah. It, uh, there are some guys out there that do guarantee. Eey, you know. And I mean, we've got electronics. I mean, I can see fish. Our yeah. baits are going over by fish. You know, you can't make them bite. No, you cannot. Um, have you uh, make them bite? Have you got into the live scope? You know, I have. Yeah. Uh, no. and I debated hardcore. I haven't yet, and I debated hardcore this winter, but it was a choice with the uh, the dollars. Uh, it was lithium batteries or it was live scope. Yeah. <laughs> and Fat Kid went with lithium batteries. <laughs> and it was a game changer. Yeah, no doubt. That's oh awesome. my God. Yeah. Heck yeah. Isn't there, Dude, I'm um, you, isn't there market tournaments that have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh. Oh yeah, they they, they banned some yeah, of the, banned the forward facing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. so. Yeah, but I had an issue recently with a trailer, uh, and I won't go into it. It wasn't the trailer manufacturer, or nothing. It was the work that had been done. But anyway, my boat sat in Lake McBride for ten days. Wow! The last day, I brought a generator down to charge my batteries. Ten days. And granted, Man. we trolled a bunch, but I'm running four Ionic 12 volt, 125 amp per hour. Mm -hmm. yep. So three, three run in the Altera and then one for the house. Ridiculous. Wow. And I'm not running all four screens all the time or anything. Right. But I tell you what, if I didn't have lithium batteries, I wouldn't have been able to do what I did. Huh. What a game changer. Yeah, that's cool. Heck yeah. But yeah, that live scope is, it's cool. It really is. You know, it's a tool. It is. You know. It doesn't put the fish in the boat. So, Pe people want to vilify no. like uh, Randy Blockett or whoever, and that's not a diss to him. I think that guy's dope. But um, yeah, people want to vilify it. But the one thing, I told Nate this because I had it, I think, a, did I have it a whole season before you got it, Nate? 
Um, live scope. I, yeah, I think whole. Yeah, I think whole year before I had it. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about live scope, and I've caught fish on live scope, seen them come up and pop it, or if you find like a a good like crappie crib, and then you can go burn your bait through it because you know sometimes bigger fish will kind of meander through the smaller fish, and it's fun. But I think my favorite thing about forward facing sonar is the fact that you can see where drops are out in front of your boat. You can see where the weed edge stops. You can see where, um, you know, it's, it, they all have their specific place, down imaging, side imaging, you know, 2d, all that. But with forward facing to see the edge of a weed bed. And then like, at least on garment, it's gritted out and you can say like this weed edge stops at 30 feet. Like that's so dope. And you can get right. so specific with how you present your bait. I think that's my favorite part about it more than well, just seeing and- movement of fish presenting of the bait what you just said perfect yeah uh this spring there was a tournament up on clear lake here in iowa buddy asked me to fish it uh in the me interim he drops a manhole cover on his foot at work breaks his foot so we can't cast we have to troll the entire and it's just a one day muskies inc fundraiser tournament so halfway through the day he's like Oh, I should put on my panoptic. And he's got life scope. He's got Gen 1. Okay, yep. So he puts it on. We're trolling. We were literally, and this is goofy, we're trolling <laughs> seven to nine feet of water okay. where the walleye guys kind of were. We were able to dial our base within a foot, eight inches of the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. We actually saw a muskie come off the bottom onto the bait, follow it, and then go off. Yeah. Wow. You know, but to be able to dial in the depth just perfectly like that in that shallow of yep. water, yep. you know, you're not, you don't know what the dive curve of each bait is and that. But to be able to do that was pretty cool. Yeah. It really yeah, yeah, that's neat. You can get so specific with you know, it. Yeah. What a tool. Yeah, man. Well, all right. I think we'll, uh, mm-hmm. I think we'll let you go, brother. Um, thank you so much cool. for doing the podcast, Steve. I know it's kind of last had minute. a blast. Yeah, we, we've been wanting you on for the longest time. We're going to have um, Pete Mayna on next week or some point, another, another musky guy. And we just want to be a nice. podcast that just talks about fishing, whether that's – I don't know if there's such a thing, but if there was a professional bluegill angler – cool like we just love yeah, fishing we right like, we it's like, me i'm the bluegill yeah she's she's the, the bluegill <laughs> she's, she's the crappie killer um but just yeah you know like that smile you get on your face that 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 excitement like we want to cover fishing and we want to talk about um the tug is the drug that's Tacos. it Tacos. we want to talk about yeah, we want to talk about cilantro and jerk baits and yeah, everything in go. between queso and suic thrillers <laughs> what's the vision 110 i've yeah. never heard of this yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what mega bash should be. Uh, mega bash sure. started making like a vision like 440 or like something for a yeah, right you know, like a giant <laughs> one, but except for it'd be like a thousand dollars but it would right yeah, yeah no doubt <laughs> Yeah, right on. Well, all right, Steve. We appreciate you, man. We'll Thank let you go. You. Thank you Absolutely. so much for doing You guys this. take well, care. We appreciate bunch, it. And uh, we'll get out uh, on the water. Hopefully, yeah, maybe let's this fall. Yeah, let's freaking do it, man. We'll talk yeah. about North, it for North, years. South. Yeah, let's go. All right, buddy. We Sounds appreciate good. you. Thanks, Steve. Bye. All right. Have a good take night. care. All right. So that was uh, that was Steve Jonasy. I can't believe how much he didn't cuss. Hey, that was it. Was clean. He did. He did a damn good job. So I'll, 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 I'll take. I'll take over for him. I'll take over for him. He did. He did awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like, disappointed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was just expecting yeah. him to curse a lot more. 
Um, one thing about about Steve was like Nate and I didn't work at the same Gander Mountain with him, but as like managers, we would have to go to different stores for like remodels or just whatever, and we'd always end up talking to Steve about fishing. Well, I don't. I think he was a hard lines manager or something um, for a store, yeah. and every time you'd see him, he'd have a cigarette in his mouth, he'd have a Nos Energy drink in his hand, and it would be like, "What the f's up, man!" <laughs> like every time, like, and then you call him to talk about musky fish, and he'd be like, "Jordan, what's up, mother effer?" <laughs> whatever like ever and like not in an aggressive way just in like a super fun chill he's so nice yeah yeah just a yeah. genuine dude yeah very genuine dude well put yeah for sure so um yeah anybody who's who's watching listening to this podcast um i would assume i would think i i know muskies are found in more places than people would probably think it's not just minnesota it's not just wisconsin it's not just canada and lake of the woods and all that like there's really good musky fishing in like tennessee and kentucky um there's musky fishing in illinois um there's you know i've caught some there as well and then iowa has some good musky fishing if you're in that area man and you want to go out on the water with a dude number one who is not going to be shifty he's not going to be weird as far as like taking your money and what he is a good human being and he just knows fish like he said at the end time on the water you can't supplement that any other way the dude knows musky fishing like hit that sucker up like check out his website check out his social that was that was probably the the best part about that that time we went out with him, you know, a few yeah. years back was not just fishing with him, but the knowledge yeah. he spilled just while we were on the boat with him. Like it was you know, like he's he's as they say, he's forgot more than you know For we would ever know. Actual, like and yeah. and he just yeah, and it, it was like it's it's kind of mind blowing. Just you know, just sitting there listening. Like you know, this is why this to do that and you know pick that up and throw this bait and it's like whoa like things you never think of like you know just being able to absorb that being in the boat with him is is worth uh worth every dollar no so doubt. yeah i know a lot of people will go and like um they'll register to be like a marshal for like um major league fishing yeah. or bass and the, the reason you do that the same reason people will co-angle in the opens is really like not to go but not to go do that to like be a I'm a marshal but to go and like absorb what those pros are doing or if you're going to go co-angle like you'll see photos all the time I saw a, a picture of uh Ben Milliken um at an open and his co-angler is literally sitting in the boat like not fishing at all yeah. mm. and even though yeah. they're in the derby because they just want to see what he's doing um I remember when we went out with Steve watching how he tied knots uh, watching how he casted big lures, watching how he would retrieve stuff. Like I'm like taking mental notes because it's just second nature to him. Um, we were trying to make a video. I, I I don't know if I've ever showed you this footage, Lola, maybe. Uh, we were trying to make a video with Steve and we just weren't catching fish. Like Nate had that one on for just a brief moment. And then later on in the day, we were throwing phantom glide baits in a walleye color which is just a super i i should have brought one down i have one um oh we forgot to ask steve to do show and tell mm-hmm. we're so missed scared. out on the show and tell that would have been yeah. a good one too yeah. probably would have been an energy yeah drink. like pull up a nos right in front of the or one of his dogs um pippy. yeah pippy pippy potty um uh we're fishing these glide baits and he catches like a decent do you remember this night he caught like a 32 or 34 yeah. like a decent musky yeah. right like like you'd be pumped to catch it i'd be pumped to catch it and i've caught a ton of muskies um and that sucker took that thing off the hook and threw it back in the water so fast like he was just disgusted with it like oh my yeah. god like it was just not like there was just Get such out a of teeny, here, peasant yeah that's exactly <laughs> right that. yeah like he was but like, we also 
that same day, we also had what 10 or 12 follows of, of 40 inch fish. I mean, yeah. big oh, ones that just fish. would follow it all the way to the boat. Like just it was, would not I think I still it. have some videos of like being able to see the fish in the water come yeah. all the way up to the boat. I'll have to, I'll have to look and see yeah. if I can find those, but yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And as a, if you're a bass fisherman primarily and you are intentionally, it's different when you see them on accident, but you're intentionally targeting muskies and you have this freaking green brown toothy submarine because they will literally just that's why they call them i I raised up a muskie or whatever like you'll see them like a submarine like just come up and then start following your bait i mean it is it's like exciting and terrifying all at the same time like it's just so cool man. (laughs) that's exactly it yeah don't get used to it it's just it's just can't wait you, we got to get you on some muskies. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Nate, come up here soon. Let's go Let's go muskie fishing. Um, we'll find some, I mean, Upper Eau Claire, Wasota, Round Lake, some we lakes some I people. know, like Holcomb Flowage. That could help us too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have some buddies who are die-head, mu- die-head, die-hard muskie heads um, that could take us out. We got to make a video and get you on some muskies. Yeah. Like, I won't fish. Yeah. I'll just film just to watch you hook into it. Just a, laugh at me. No, it's like the most, ex- not at all. Like it's just I'm like, such how a, do I do this? Yeah, this isn't a jackhammer. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing here? It's so heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just fun. Musky fishing is just fun. And like I was trying to tell Steve, when I get into musky fishing, everything else like goes away. I don't care about bass. I don't care about crappie fishing. Um, when I get, and it's, it's very like, I'd probably catch a crappie on a musky thing. I, I know guys who do it the <laughs> other way. Guys who catch. Yeah. I was going to say, you probably catch a musky on a crappie. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Or reeling in a crappie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. dude, that's a real thing yeah. too, dude. Yes. But like, it's legitimately like a weird and bass fishing is awesome, but not the same in terms of like the vibe. Uh, it's very drug addict status because you won't see anything for a week and you're like, or however many days, you know, three days, whatever, beating up the water, right lures, right moon phase, doing everything right, don't see a fish, and then you're like, dude, this is dumb. I'm going back to bass fishing. And then you make like one more cast with a with a bulldog, and you have one either eat it at the boat or 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 follow you up, to, and it's like, all right, I can do this for another month. Like it's just, yeah. it's like it's like you're trying to get like I'm not going to do drugs anymore, and then you're like, okay, I'm done. Okay, one more hit. <laughs> or whatever oh i don't gosh. know i know that's really descriptive but like it gets you so into it because it's just a different um it's a different it's almost like musky fishing is almost like deer hunting and fishing together because there is a lot more of a visual element to musky fishing like as far as follows and all that and it's just it's hard to let it go dude that's for sure yeah it's, it's like I said it's it's addicting it, it really is and when you just see one it's like Yep, yep, I can go again. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. It's a weird combo of scary and exciting. Anyway, all right, um, that'll do it for this podcast. Um, We got some more stuff coming up soon, some more videos we're trying to work on, some cooking stuff, some fishing stuff. Um, We love the amount of engagement we've gotten from people so far. We, you know, like we said on uh, the episode with Brandon Polinick, we didn't really know what we were doing in terms of like, we love fishing, we love tacos, how do we do a podcast? And we're figuring it out. And so the people who are, who are riding with us and um, commenting on social media posts and subscribing to stuff and um, man, thank you. Right. Yeah. We'll have merch soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're working on merch, <laughs> which is really, really exciting. Some hats and um, some shirts, some stickers, some um, 
Oh, look at Nate getting up oh, close on it. Getting Nate, up close look at on that. It. I wonder yeah. yeah. Check yeah, that out. Okay. Uh, I will say that one <laughs> that one derby that Nate and I won was the first time I ever wore this hat, and then I won, I won a derby. So, like, if you buy a Tackle and Tacos hat, yeah. you will win a derby. You will win at life. You, you, you probably will, yeah. You probably will, yeah. We might do some carpet decals. We'll get some people asking about those. But, yeah, man, thank you guys so much for, for checking us out. Yeah, like, appreciate we're, it. We're dorks and we love what we do and uh not to sound too cheesy but i think all three of us we we love each other we're friends we yeah. like doing this together so um ride with us let's keep Heck it yeah let's keep it moving man so um lola hit us with the with the tagline and we'll get up out of her all right positivity is worth the effort stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western a mule there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv